pregame with Coach Scott Drew last night, and it is a Merry Christmas heading into a Christmas break off a big win last night over Arkansas Pine Bluff. We talked about that off the top, 99-42, the final score. The Bears are 6-0 and on the season. Uh, there, uh, our next guest, Jason King, uh, joins us from the Bleacher Report. Jason travels the country covering big games, big matchups. And, uh, Jason, welcome to you. Happy holidays to you. Uh, where does Baylor, Arkansas, Pine Bluff rank on your list of big matchups? Yeah, you know, John, I was about halfway through that game, just to be <laughs> frank. I was thinking, man, I really made this drive down here, you know, because I knew it was going to be a blowout, but I was sitting home last night, and I was kind of stir-crazy, and I thought, I'm just going to hop in my car and drive down for There that. you go, there you go. <laughs> I'm, Good si- I'm sitting in traffic, you know, and I'm like, man, <laughs> so anyway... Yeah, fifty-two to twelve. You don't you don't see a lead like that uh, yeah. in any game at any level very often. But you know, hey, whatever they can do to get on the court and play and just get that game time feel. Not not even so much for the starters, but I love seeing guys like you know Love Day and um, Jordan Turner and, and Cryer getting all those quality minutes. And that's where it, that's where it's worth it. That's where it pays off in the long run. It's just getting those guys a good a good feel for being on the court. That's it. I mean, just getting the, getting gets in the game time, getting the guys off the bench, you know, to feel good about themselves, mm-hmm. get another win. Uh, but you could tell, uh, or, or I said this earlier, tell me if you agree. I mean, Baylor was sharp last night. Even given the competition, uh, Baylor played like the number two team in the nation. They did, you know, and a lot of times, uh, you know, teams will come out and sleepwalk through those games and they'll look sloppy, you know, and, and the other thing too, they'll try to, just kind of be cute, you know, and, right. and, and force shots and, you know, pad their stats or, or you know, uh, turn in some highlight reel dunks and alley-oops that end up going awry. But, but they didn't do that at all. They went out and played their game and kept did the exact same things that have, have gotten them uh, to the number two ranking in the first place. And, and that was encouraging to see. It just tells you just how focused and driven and, and locked in this, this team is. And I think uh, out of that game last night, a couple of signs, you know, about how well Baylor's playing. 25 assists on 37 made mm-hmm. baskets and only five turnovers. In a game like that, sometimes the turnovers sort of get out of hand, but only five for Baylor last night. Yeah, I mean, even against a, a pretty bad team, I mean, so you think they would have more than five turnovers if, if they're just out there kind of trying to showboat and, and have fun, but they but they weren't, and that's – that's just uh, it's just encouraging on a on a kind of on a, on a bigger scale because I think it just speaks to um, the mentality and the chemistry of this team and and you know it's been that way not just for the last six games but for the last year and a half I mean we 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 saw this last year too and I just don't think I just hope Baylor fans and, and you know a guy like me who's covering them I mean realizes how special this group is and and you know, and not take it for granted. I mean, because I, I've been, we both have been doing this a long time, over 20 years, and you just don't see chemistry like this and cohesion like this often. I mean, there's always that one guy on the team who's complaining about minutes or more than that, you know, or uh, just a, a guy in the locker room who might not fit in, well, whatever. I mean, it, it's, I guess what I'm trying to say, it's, it's hard to find a, a team where every single piece is on the same page and the chemistry is great and they care about one another and, and they, they put aside individual stats for the, for the greater goal of winning. And, you know, it's a special thing they have going right now. And, um, 
you know, I hope it lasts a long, long time, but I'm certainly going to enjoy covering them while, while they have it. Uh, same here, exactly. Jason King, our guest, the Bleacher Report on Twitter at Jason King BR. Uh, you you uh, you have a good, you've got your finger on the pulse here, not just Baylor, but Big 12 and national, you know, uh, top teams. Well, what do you like best? What's the best part of this Baylor team? Uh, you know, I kind of hit on it, but the, the personalities, you know, I, I think, and just the, 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 you know, how good, how good of an ambassador all these guys are for their school and for college basketball. But if we're talking X's and O's, I mean, there's just not a backcourt out there that's good and this deep. I mean, I'm not just talking about the talent. I'm talking about the depth of talent. I mean, they've got five guys and six, if you throw in uh, Matthew Meyer, you know, who can go out in any game if they're hot, you know, hit five, six, seven threes. I mean, I think we've already seen, you know, five different guys make four in a game, at least if I, if I'm not mistaken. So that's just hard to contend with. I mean, you know, because, you know, I don't think you're ever going to be able to say Baylor's cold tonight. I mean, you might be able to say Adam Flagler was cold tonight or Jared Butler was cold tonight, but I mean, all five of those guys aren't ever going to be cold at the same time. And for them to be making 11 averaging, and I know we're only through six games, but still to average 11 threes a game and to do it while shooting 47%. You know, David Kay had, a, you know, always got great stats. I don't know if you saw it, Johnny tweeted it kind of late. He said right now Baylor could miss its next 29 threes in a row and still be leading the Big 12 in three-point uh, field goal percentage. <laughs> How about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that, you know, that you just don't shoot 47% from three when you're shooting that many of them. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that, that's what's crazy. I mean, wow. they're averaging 11 threes a game, and, and uh, you know, that's just, that's just a crazy stat. So that's what I like the most about this team is the backcourt. And also, I was really concerned, you know, about losing Freddie Gillespie, who was such a huge piece of that uh, team off the court and on it. And, uh, I, and I, I really was excited about uh, Jonathan, you know, but I thought, hey, guys like that, you know, especially big men, it takes them a while. Maybe mm-hmm. two or three months, maybe a full year to really kind of get in there and get the feel for things and, and feel com- comfortable and confident. He's playing at a high level already, and I don't even really count his first year at UNLV because he, he didn't see the court much. I kind of feel like this is his first real true season of college basketball. So for him to be playing this well this early – uh, to me is so encouraging because I look at him and think, man, he's good now, but his he hadn't even anywhere close to his ceiling. And right. if he's this good without even being near his ceiling, then, man, we're in store for some some good stuff. And and everyone talks about his energy, and that's kind of like the story. Oh, he's an energy guy, but, man, he's good. Like, yeah. you know, let's let's not discount that. I mean, he's he's productive. He's impacting the game. He's he's rebounding and, 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 and doing everything. So he's got to get a lot better. But for him to be making this big of an impact as quickly is really encouraging. Jason, I know he hasn't been available the last few games, but Adam Flagler stepped in and, and has been great. I know you're close to the program. Did did they realize, the coaching staff realized, just the special player they had in, in Adam and, and finding him at Presbyterian? You know, I think they did. I don't know if any of us believed him. I mean, you know, because I mean – Coaches are always going to tell you, oh, we got this transfer. And then you always hear about the, the kid that's sitting out. Just wait till the end of the half the time. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Baylor, but just in general, national, you hear that all the time. Oh, wait till this transfer. And then they always, you know, you're seeing that kind of at Texas Tech a little bit. But, you know, so the, the Flagler, man, I I heard all, all season, John, as I'm sure you did too, how this guy was just lighting up practice and he's going to be an upgrade, you know, from what they may have had there. And, and I thought, okay, I believe it when I see it. Well, I'm seeing it now. I mean, and 
uh, the, the job that Scott do Scott Drew does with transfers is phenomenal. Not just in coaching him, but just going out and identifying him, him and his staff. And man, what a what a find that was. Uh, you know, and, and I like his mid-range game as much as his, his long-range, you know, shooting. I mean, the, the fact there's little head fakes where he pulls up and scores from 12 or 14 feet. I mean, so that's harder than, than most people think. I mean, and you don't see guys that in college where that's really like the, the best thing or the best part about their game. So he gives them something that, that they don't have otherwise and something a lot of teams don't have. And Man, that's just that's just the you know he's just the cherry on top of, of an already really good backcourt. You know, he's he's taken a a backcourt that was a ten and made it a, a twelve. <laughs> that is true, Jason. Yeah. From a national perspective, uh, it's a shame, isn't it, that Baylor and Gonzaga uh, scheduled for December fifth didn't happen. It is a shame. I mean, I, I feel like those two teams, and things can change. I mean, because everyone's like, you know, it's Baylor, Gonzaga, and everyone else. And I agree. I mean, I think there's a significant gap between Baylor and Gonzaga and the rest of the country. And I think there's a significant gap between Baylor and the rest of the Big 12. But, I mean, I, other teams are going to get better, and, and that gap will close a little bit here in the next few months. But, um, I mean, I would have loved to see those two teams play. I, you know, I was there, as you know, John, uh, up in Indy and was was on my way to the arena right, <laughs> when right. when I got the the text that it was over and what a, what a buzzkill that was and <laughs> I, I felt good about Baylor's chances that day I loved the way they played against Illinois I, I'd seen them in the hotel they were fired up I I felt like they were going to win the game and uh, and I think they wanted to play that game I think Gonzaga wanted to play that game and the health department stepped in and said no sorry guys you can't do it so I doubt we'll see it. You know, in the regular season, but like Scott Drew says, let's hope let's hope it happens at Christmas. But in the meantime, you know, it should be in a big, a, an exciting Big Twelve season. Yeah, what are you hearing? Uh, did that hurt uh, Indianapolis's chances to maybe host the entire NCAA tournament, or what are you hearing about uh, what that might look like come March? Good question. You know, I haven't heard anything otherwise, but um, and I don't know if it's too late to adjust. I guess it, it wouldn't be. I mean we're adjusting every week. You know? so <laughs> right. I would like to see that changed. I mean, because that was one of my things. And I don't know if y'all talked about this on the plane ride coming home from there, but it was just like, if they can't play this game, then like, how are they going to have a whole tournament? Right. In right. City? Sure. You know what I mean? If they're, if they're being that stringent with, with their rules and the calls they're making all that kind of stuff, how are they going to host all these games up there over a three or four week or two or three weeks span? I, that really, you know, had me concerned and, and about the, the NCAA tournament, so I, unless changes are being made you know, on that regard, and as far as policies, I, I do hope they look at moving. And hey, they moved the they moved the Rose Bowl to Texas. Let's That's move right. The NCAA tournament down here too, right? <laughs> Come to Texas, we'll host you, yeah. and we'll uh, we'll do a great job <laughs> of it. It may happen. Right. Who knows? I mean, it may I happen it. down the road. All right, man. Great Jerry to visit. Jones should be on that right now. Uh, he probably I'm, is. I'm, yeah. Let's plant the seed with him. He'd probably love that. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that yet. We're we're behind the gun. He's probably already made contact with the NCAA <laughs> about that. Hey, it was great to see you last night, and thanks yeah. for being on this morning. Merry Christmas to you, and uh, stay safe. And we'll see you down the road. Yeah. Hey, big Central Arkansas tilt coming up. Uh, yeah, boy. In a few. I, I may. I may. You gonna make that one? December December twenty ninth. We got you down. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Jason King with us uh, writes for the Bleacher Report. Check it out on Twitter at Jason King Br.